0: A Raza, hola Chicano casters, hola cabroncitas y cabrones. This is Fernando Amador from Downey, California, via Maywood, California, a huevo. Raza, welcome to my podcast, Chicano Cast, and this is Chicano Cast number 65, and it's titled, Raza, are we white? And that is definitely a question and never an affirmation. Let's explore that later in the show, but uh, before I get into it, ahí les va. Rasa, I want to give a quick shout out to Maigrito Industries. Maigrito is a Chicano-run record label and more, celebrating Chicano and Latino culture via music, art, and podcasts, like the one you're hearing right now. ChicanoCast is now part of the Maigrito Podcast Network. Check them out at maigrito.net and on their socials at Maigrito. Damn, feels like a uh, like that's the first time I read that. And I've done it a few times, but yeah, it's been a while, right? And Rasa, I know I missed a few weeks. Yahweh, Yahweh, no more excuses. Just do the show. I want to get my money's worth. Dale, vato, get this shit going. Rasa, today's show is going to be mostly on current events. You know me, I have so much to opine, even if it doesn't always make sense and you may not agree, but I'm glad you're listening. I always like to give my two pesos worth, you know? Así que a les va, casters. So, rasa, I have to tell you, I have downgraded el Tio Biden to refer to him now as President Biden. Yeah, that homeboy's is not my Tio no more. And you know what? I might even go as far as just Biden. Yeah, disrespecting the chair. But no, I'm not there yet. But you know what? If he keeps going, it might even become Pinche Biden. Not yet, but heading there. But let me tell you why. Let me give you my reasons. Afghanistan, Rasa, what a shit show. You know, we've been there, the U.S., we, however you want to put it, been there for 20 years. But typical, the way we operate the U.S., I mean, we've always been the fucking down-low colonialist. We say we're not, but we are. We fucking go. We don't plant our flag, which is worse because we we operate on the down-low and take advantage of the country and the people. Just like we did in Cuba, just like we did in Panama, we did in Venezuela, and then we leave those countries all fucked up, and and we we got away with it, and we even blame them. We go in there, we fuck up the country, we rape the country, rape the people, and then we end up blaming them for not wanting to change, not wanting a democratic country, but we're the ones who caused all the chaos and all the corruption, because what do we want? We want their oil rights, we want their minerals. We want whatever we can take. And then once we get all that shit and they turn on us, we um, we basically blame them. And somehow we used to get away with it. It always worked. But you know what, Rasa? I don't think that works anymore because it's never been so visible as it is now where we see the damage left behind by our exploits in Afghanistan. The videos, the, the social media, the news. You know, I really think that these countries become tired of our stealing and abuse, that they just turn on us. You know, the rulers turn, their people's turn. And then what happens, we end up punishing them with embargoes. And who is the one who suffers? The poor people. Because now they don't have access to maybe medicine, food, aid that they need once we abandon them. But, you know, we're the good guys because we say they never wanted to change. Yeah, we come in saying we want to try to change and help countries, según, to be more democratic, to be maybe more Christian. And fucking what it is, it's colonialism. That's all it really is. We just go in there and, again, we don't plant our flag, but we fucking take the country over and rape the fuck out of it as much as possible. So, yeah, Rasa, behind the veil, behind the curtains, something totally different is going on. So, Rasa, here's my take. Maybe not all reality or all facts, but here's my take on what probably went down in Afghanistan. And uh, it sure feels real to me. You know, because while this 20-year war was going on to supposedly fight terrorism, to make the country democratic, and to protect human rights, what was really happening is white people were getting fat. White privileged people were getting fatter. And at our expense... And here's how. Why at our expense? Not just the Afghanistan people, but our expense too. Let me tell you why. Because Rasa, most wars are created for profit. And at our expense. And not just money, but lives. Yep, because war needs equipment. War needs guns. War needs helicopters, uniforms. Guess who pays for that? We do, the taxpayers. Guess who makes the profit of building all these things? These fucking white privileged widows. You know, I even read about a multi-million dollar contract for a road that basically led to nowhere. Who the fuck was awarding these? I don't know. Was it Bush? Was it Trump? Was it maybe Biden? Probably not Biden. He hasn't been there long enough. But these are are roads that they probably paid Afghanistani's, gave them a pick and a shovel, said $5 a day, go build a road to nowhere. But yet they were charging us taxpayers millions of dollars. While these wars go on, basically we pillage and plunder the country taking their oil, taking their minerals, and anything else we feel we can profit from. And how else do we pay the price, not ju- not just with our taxpayer money to make these fuckers that are friends of the White House, friends of the President, richer, but we also pay the price with our loved ones. The soldiers who, you know, give their life for that damn word we love so much, and I love so much, to be honest with you, and that's freedom. We're very proud of having freedom in this country. So we say... You know, we throw that word around, a lo pendejo, to justify all our bullshit all over the world. But Raza, to these white fat cats, we're just pawns in their war games. We're just pawns they move around to basically make more money and have more power. Moving on, Raza, another reason Theo Biden has been demoted to President Biden is that the transa his damn son is doing. You know, and it might be along with his, with, uh, with President Biden. So, have you heard of his son? He has a son named uh, Hunter Biden, who's an ex-crack addict. As an art lover, when I read this article, this one really got to me because um, I guess I collect art. I do buy originals when I can, but I mainly, I'm a cheap bastard, so I mainly go down to TJ Rosarito, and Ensenada area, and try and find paintings I like. I'll bet you none of my paintings are worth over, what, $1,500? Most of them are probably worth $300, but, but yeah, I love them. I got a lot of Fridas. Uh, I got some landscapes. I got some fruits. Uh, But damn, I have a lot of Fridas. I'm looking around my bar right now and I probably can see six fucking Fridas. God damn, I might have to sell one of these bastards. But anyway, I collect art. So this article really got to me. Again, it's back on uh, President Biden's son, Hunter Biden. When I tell you the story, it's basically too damn dirty and too obvious. It's definitely an ethics violation. So President Biden has a son, again, named Hunter Biden who used to be a crackhead and he somehow decided after his dad became president that he would take up painting professionally. Okay. I say no problem. Go push paint all you want motherfucker in your garage for your therapy. So you don't get back on crack. Yeah. Anything to stay off the pipe Hunter, but guess what this fool who never had formal training, never went to art school, never probably even had a master teacher is selling paintings up to $500,000. Yup, no mames way. Who would the fuck would buy them? I'll tell you who. It's most likely people who want to have influence in the White House. That's who. It's fucking ridículo, Raza, I swear. Look up the paintings, Raza. They're actually not that bad, but also not that good. And they're definitely not fucking five hundred k good. I'll tell you that much. So supposedly the gallery won't tell Hunter Biden nor the White House who the buyers are. So there is no conflict, no conflict of interest. Yeah, sure. So why then the high fucking price tag? Why does this fucker need to move around so much money in that way? Why can one fucking nasty ass painting be sold for a half a million dollars? It sounds like big ass white privilege, big ass uh, fucking presidential transa to me. I know President Biden loves his son no matter what he does is what President Biden supposedly says or his son says his dad says but let me see when he sees him fucking smoking a fucking crack pipe to see if uh, he still says that. I know it sounds kind of mean but I just think it's bullshit that they use their white privilege and their power to fucking sell nasty ass paintings for half a million dollars. Okay, let me move on. I think that one was a little bit ugly but uh, you saw my ugly side but I just think it's bullshit and that's why it's it's President Biden and um, getting close to a pinch of Biden, like I told you. Yeah, Raza, it's back to school. Summer is basically over for most of us. For me, it doesn't fucking matter because my kids are basically 30 years old. So, yeah, I don't see it. I don't feel it the way you do. But I know it's an exciting time when your kids go back to school. You know, go to sleep early. Se bañan cada noche. Get your homework done. Buy them all the all the essentials they need for the day or for the class. But I do know that for a lot of you, it's scary sending your kids to the classroom. This fucking Delta virus still going strong. And basically, a lot of us, even our governments, and I'll blame myself for acting like it doesn't exist because everything's open to full capacity. I mean, the only bullshit is we have to wear a mask. But other than that, we could go anywhere we want. And I think um, it's not just the U.S., but it's probably all over the world because, um, at least in Latin America, because me and the wife were in Rosarito a couple of weeks ago. And we basically couldn't get into the city because it was so damn crowded with traffic. And uh, we, didn't, we weren't actually going there. We were actually going to an art gallery south of Rosarito, by over there by Fox Studios, by Popotla. We asked the dude, what the hell going on in the city? Did something happen? He's like, yeah, there's a fucking reggaeton festival. And they're expecting 30,000 people. And some fool, I guess, I looked it up online and some fool that's very famous named Jay Baldwin was going to actually even be there in person. And I know he's famous. And I was like, fuck, that's like the perfect place to get the Delta virus going. A lo pendejo. And he told me it was actually two weekends worth. So could you imagine if it was a 30,000 people each weekend in a small town, a small beach town like Rosarito, Baja California. God damn. I bet if I was that age, I wouldn't give a shit either. But God damn, it's a little scary with the with the Delta virus. So Rasa, I guess I'm going to give you that, that same uh, fucking speech or, or spiel that a lot of people are saying that, you know, maybe you don't want to get the fucking vaccine for yourself because you're you're too macho for that. But maybe you want to get it for your kids. Maybe you want to get it for your grandma. Maybe you want to get it for your mom or your loved ones. And that seems to go a lot farther, they say. But does it? I don't know. But anyway, I do have news that I tell you my wife got the the first vaccine. And today, today, as I record this show, she got her second Pfizer vaccine at fucking Walmart. We went to Kaiser and they weren't giving them. And she was all into it when she got the first one that I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to desperdiciar this opportunity. So I drove her ass to the local Walmart right next to Kaiser, actually, and uh, said, are you guys still giving it? And they're like, yep, what do you have? They're like, we have Pfizer. I'm like, give me one to go. And I did have to kind of bribe her. Fucking had to pay her some bucks. But she did it anyway. And I'm just so happy she got it. I know my kids are happy. And she had her second shot today. So we'll see how she reacts. The first shot, she did get a fever and body aches for one night. She was all scared. Uh, all miedosa. But, but she's fine. So Raza, I say get the vaccine. Because this Delta virus is real. And there's probably another one coming. And you know that bullshit about um, us getting a a booster shot, a third vaccine. I think that's just fucking greedy and stupid. Cause instead of us getting a third, we should send that shit out to the world and let them get all vaccined up. And basically even with us, because um, if we don't do that and enough people in other countries and other areas get the virus, I really think there's going to be what what the fuck's after Delta. I don't know. These are these Greek numbers or Greek letters or whatever, but there'll be another one. Suddenly maybe our uh, vaccines are not going to be good enough. Why don't we share the vaccine with the world instead of hogging it up like we hog up everything in this country? Somos puerco, raza. This country, we fucking eat up everything. Power, energy, products. We just fucking take it all. We just got so much, um, I guess, spending power that we're taught that way. We want bigger and better. But yeah, I really think if we shared it with the world, we'd prevent another mutation of the virus because my biggest fear is that that there's a mutation of this coronavirus that possibly the the vaccine is not good for. And then we lock down another year until they develop a a vaccine for that. And here we go again. Chicano casters, I'm dry. Oh, I lost my shit talking endurance. It's been so long, huh? So let me take a drink today. I'm having um, a Warsteiner Oktoberfest special edition lager. Let me take a quick drink because I'm dry like a fool. Oh, that's pretty good shit. It's a lager with a lot of flavor. And it says on the bottle, Das Einzig war. And I looked it up. Let me look on my phone again because my old ass forgot. But it basically translates into the real deal or the genuine thing. And damn, that's a pretty good lager. If you are looking to like introduce yourself to some stronger beers, some uh, craft beer and are having a hard time, you might want to try and get this. It's a lager still, but with a lot of flavor, some hoppiness, some maltiness. It's actually really good. It's a Warsteiner Oktoberfest beer, special edition. The wife and I went to Costco, and I always somehow managed to go through the beer aisle, and I saw it. And I'm like, fuck, that's a lot of beer to commit to because they only sell you in, of course, 24 packs. What if I don't like it? But, you know, I hardly ever met a beer I don't like, so I'm like, fuck it. I took it. It's a good deal. I think um, each bottle ran under a buck or maybe at a buck, so that's a really good deal. The only shit is that because it's German it comes in at like um, 11.2 fluid ounces and here we're used to having our beers be 12 ounces so every time i pour it into my pint glass i always feel like i'm getting gypped a, a 0.8 fluid ounces yeah that's that's the type of uh cheap bastard that i am that I, uh, you know 0.8 ounces makes a difference to me but damn it's good so what i end up doing is drinking two. ah huevo Rasa, one more quick thing i gotta tell you about so i normally take maya my dog Walking, me and the wife, sometimes just me by myself, over to our local park here in Downing. And um, I like to go by. They reopened the basketball court. They took the rims off so the kids wouldn't gather. But now that I guess they're not giving a shit about Delta or coronavirus, they put the rims back up. So a bunch of kids gather. And I'll go sit there with my dog and, and hear them or watch them play, actually. And um, I remember my old days when I was streetballing. But then I heard like, some kids off to the side, some little Chicano-looking kids talking. And um, and I thought I heard them using the N word, and I was like, ah, maybe I, I misunderstood or I, I misheard them. So then I, I didn't make a big deal. But then I, you know, I kind of do this every day or at least at least three to four times a week. And again, I saw another crowd of kids, and I also saw them use the N word. I was like, is Raza using the N word? Are Chicanos using the N word? Especially the young kids. I know the older people are not i actually never do and never say never but i really try to never use that word but if the young chicanos are using it i'm disappointed i don't think anybody outside the black race should be using that word i mean i don't think they should be using it either but that's up to them but chicanos raza young chicanos please do not use that word if you listen to this show do not fucking use that word it's not your word to use you don't know what they've been through you don't know what they're going through I don't think you have the right to use the word, no matter how cool you want to sound. And when you fucking um, sing to a a rap song, yeah, make sure you skip that word, all right? Rasa. before I move on, I want to quickly give a shout out to some listeners who reached out and also reviewed me. Tio Oso Hector, thanks for the review and the good words. Rio, thanks for the email. It helps when Rasa reaches out, you know, just to know at least that one or two of you are still listening. And Oni's. It's been a while. She was one of the OG listeners, and uh, it's great to hear from you and uh, to share some emails. So, Rasa, the topic of the show. But before that last drink, I'm not going to fucking waste this last drink of beer. Hold on. Damn, that's pretty good. I might have to open up another one, although it is a Wednesday night. Ah, ni molo. So, Rasa, are we white? Well, I sure am not pinche viejo prieto. Hell no, I'm not white. I am proud, of course, to be Prieto, but officially I have filled out forms and had to check white or Caucasian. Because the only other options in which I'm not are Asian, nor black, nor Native American. I think that was it. Usually these are federal forms. So when I asked or looked it up, I was told Latinos or basically Mexican Americans slash Chicanos are considered white. I was like, really? Orale? So why aren't we treated like fucking white people? Why don't we have fucking white privilege? Why don't we even feel white? Not that I want to. Why don't we want to be white? Because we don't. Because we have a great culture. Whether it be the Mexican-American or Chicano culture or ethnicity. And, and who the fuck decided that we fall into the white category? How did that happen? How did that happen? So let me just give you some quick, quick history lesson here. So my son, Fernie 2, you heard him on a, on a previous show. He's a history major. He's told me about the legal reasons that we Chicanos and Mexican-Americans, and therefore most Latinos, are legally considered white. So I wanted to bring it up to you because I really thought it was interesting. You know, even sure, even though I'm sure um, that if my son Fernie 2 hears my explanation of this, he's going to say I got it all wrong. And maybe I'll invite him to, he can explain it to you. Since he's now a part-time professor or something like that. I think it's part of his, uh, his, his education. But um, let me just give a quick introduction to why we had to be considered white. And it has nothing to do with our skin color or even us shopping at the Gap. Orale. It all goes back, Raza, to the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. That's the one where the U.S. fucking stole a lot of land from Mexico and from Wikipedia Raza, let me read this part. It gave the United States the Rio Grande as a boundary for Texas and gave the U.S. ownership of California and a large area comprising roughly half of New Mexico, most of Arizona, Nevada, Utah, and Colorado. Mexicans in those annexed areas had the choice of relocating to within Mexico's new boundaries, or receiving American citizenship with full rights. That's right, with full rights. What the fuck does that mean? So in order for Raza to receive these full rights, these full civil rights, like voting and owning land, and for the U.S. to steal the land from Mexico, this was the deal so the U.S. had to deem our gente as white. Because in those days, only whites had full civil rights. That's right. So they had to do that in order to fucking take all this land basically for free. Steal it. That's what it was. Yeah, Rasa. this reminds me of that saying that I read and heard a lot when I look up Chicano stuff. That, that saying that goes, we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us. And never was it more true pinches gringo rateros could you imagine at that time where suddenly where you live is not mexico anymore but the u.s and now you're a u.s citizen and you have to accept it or you have to move and cross that border back into mexico that's that's fucking weird you know i don't know who that happens to maybe palestinians no they don't they're not given any rights Their, their land is just taken yeah that's that's a weird one so yeah the border basically crossed these people and suddenly they were americans But you know what, Raza? The U.S. didn't get the message. Because listen to this from Wikipedia again. Although most of the Mexican-American population was deemed white by the treaty, many continued to face discrimination in the form of anti-Mexican sentiment. Rooted in the idea that Mexicans were too Indian to be citizens, despite assurances to the contrary, the property rights of formerly Mexican citizens were often not honored by the US government. During the Great Depression, many Mexican-Americans were repatriated or deported to Mexico. An estimated 355,000 to 2 million people were sent back to Mexico. In total, 40 to 60% of whom were American citizens, overwhelmingly children. So the US, like they usually do reneged on the promise they say one thing and then do the opposite which is very typical of the white man US citizens were sent to Mexico because of the pinche culero gringos so where was the full civil rights you promised chalevatos? damn raza now I get a lot of reasons our gente isn't trusting at all of the government the white man the cops of any authority that's that's in power which is usually the white man pulling shit like that you know throughout the world not just with Mexico And getting away with it over and over. You know, but I'm saying the shit is going to catch up to us. Because I'm part of this country. I guess I'm partly to blame. It's going to catch up to us. Afghanistan style. Where these Afghanistan type situations, you know, aren't going to be tolerated by the world or even by our own people any longer. Because we see the injustices. And we see the bullshit because it's these fucking government types, corporate owning types just getting richer, richer, fatter. And more powerful at the cost of us and at the cost of the rest of the world. So, Raza, are we white? Maybe on paper and legally, but not in real life, at least not in how we have been and are treated, and not in how our civil rights have been respected. I, for one, am proud to say that I am not white. I have Mexicano indigena blood in my veins, that my ethnicity is Chicano. That's right, not just my identity, but my ethnicity is Chicano. A huevo. ¿Qué? ¿Qué, wey, ¿Qué? Okay, okay, throw in some peruano blood if you have to, I guess. Orale. So, Raza, reach out to me at chicanocast at gmail.com and follow Chicanocast on Instagram and share the show. Review me on Apple Podcasts. Hasta la próxima, Raza. Accused of white face essay. There are pictures of you online. No mames, I'm brown. Bien prieto Never have I painted my face white. Maybe I am legally white though. No, te voy Casper from the hood pues, pinche barato. Legal white means huevos. Sube la fiebre Steady Version by Florencia Andrade, a Migrito artist.